You are listening to the PRC Students Podcast. This sermon was recorded during our series titled The Creed, where we'll examine the Apostles' Creed. The Apostles' Creed is a universal creed with Christians from nearly every branch of the faith agreeing with its contents. But it is more than a historic document. It is an accurate representation of our faith. We pray that the Lord speaks to you through this message. thing that always gets me nervous is having papers up here. I like to have my laptop, and as I was getting ready to grab it, I saw that I was on 30%. And I'm like, I can stand here with a cable running here, but I'm going to trip, most likely. So I said, I'm going to print it out, but I'm always nervous because my hands will dry out. You know, you end up trying to grab your papers. But Camp Open Heaven, guys, I'm excited about Camp Open Heaven. Who's going? Who's planning on going? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. It's so exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm literally just so excited for it. Um, please pray for me for the next few weekends. I'll be um, gone. I'll be traveling to different states, different churches, talking about Camp Open Heaven. Um, so if you can, you know, lend a prayer for me. Uh, with that being said, guys, I'd like us to stand up. And um, what we've been doing, um, reading, reciting from the creed, we could do that with our hearts open, respecting punctuation. Let's uh, recite the creed. I believe in God the Father, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's go before the Lord. Father, we come before you, Lord. I come before you and. Lord, I need your help, Lord. I need you to speak through me, God. I pray that these words that I say, that they are not mine, but that they are yours, Lord. That you open up our hearts to receive this message. And in your name we pray, amen. You can all have a seat. I can't believe I messed up. Sorry about that, guys. I, I've been reading the section that I'm speaking about a lot. And um, I'm going to read it now so you know why I messed up. So we're going to talk tonight about the part where it says, He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. And so I'm constantly thinking God the Father, and so that's why I apologize for that. Right when I said respect, punctuation, pettiness gets, uh, I got it thrown back in my face, so I apologize for that. Um, Tonight, again, we're going to be talking about the ascension. And um, it's the sixth session of the creed. And, and the creed has been an interesting, a very, very interesting um, s- uh, series for me. Um, you know, we're talking about what we believe. And most of us, if not all of us, have been raised in a Christian home. We've been raised in the church. And we've been raised uh, learning about what we believe, whether or not, whether it was in Sunday school or whether it was at home. But what's great about this series is I believe God has been speaking a lot. Every week it's... It's like I'm learning, I'm 
It's like, it's like Sunday school on steroids. You know, I'm, I'm learning more and deeper into the word, and, and it's such a blessing. And tonight we're going to talk about the ascension. But before we talk about the ascension, I want to talk about the life of Christ. We need to understand who Christ is. And we say it in the beginning part of the creed. When it says that, that he was born of the Virgin Mary, he was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. And while on earth he performed many miracles, all while traveling to different areas, preaching his word. Um, although he healed many people, that was not his purpose. In, in uh, Luke chapter 4 verse 42, if I can get some help up there. What happened is, is he was healing people. He was performing these miracles. And, and just, like, just like when we're at a conference... Imagine at Winterfest, or, or just imagine these past few weeks when we were praying at Staruinsen, and you're having all these great prayers, you're having this great time, and you're like, no, 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 I want some more, I want some more. And this is what they were telling him. They were asking him, he it says here, and when it was the day, he departed and went into a desolate place. And the people sought him and came to him and would have kept him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. You see, a lot of times we're getting distracted. And we were trying to, in this passage, they were trying to pull him back. It wasn't a bad reason. They, they wanted to be with him. They wanted to keep him there. They were keeping him. But he said that my purpose is not to heal. My purpose is not for this. I have a greater purpose. And it's to preach the good news. His purpose was to preach the good news. His purpose was, was to come up on the cross, to carry our burdens, to, to, to carry our sin, to die for our sin. John 3.16. Jesus was then tortured. He was crucified and buried. But three days later, what happened? The resurrection. We talked about that last time. But then he appeared to the apostles and spoke to them about the kingdom for about 40 days. And, and so now we're at the scene of the ascension. In Acts, in Acts chapter 1. So Acts chapter 1. We're in this scene where after this time that Jesus is spending with the disciples, with, with uh, various people appearing to them and talking to them about the kingdom. We're going to go in Acts chapter 1. So ascension, before I jump into that, let me tell you. Ascension means to take, to take the role of. To, to take the important role, to rise to an important position. So imagine, like, if I ascend to the throne, I become king. So it's to rise to an important role. And so Acts chapter 1, verse 1. In the first book, O Theophilus. Theophilus was, by the way, it's debated who he was. He was either the person who commissioned Luke to write this book. Luke wrote Acts. And he obviously wrote Luke. So Theophilus is either the person who commissioned Luke to write these two books. Or he could have been the one that Luke was writing to as, as, as he was discipling Theophilus. So he says, in the first book of Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach. So he was talking about the gospel in Luke. Until that day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, 
you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. Keep in mind witnesses, we're going to talk about that later. In Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. So Jesus is with the apostles, with the disciples right now. And they're standing there and they're, they're pretty much begging him to stay. Like, what's happening now? What are we going to do now? And he says, well, the Holy Spirit will come. Okay? And then, continuing on, verse 10. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. So they're standing there. They, they just saw Jesus ascend to heaven. And can you take a pause and think about that? Just think about it. You're talking to someone. Already your mind was blown because he was resurrected and he appeared to you. Right? But then he ascends again. So you spent all this time with someone. Roughly three years with them. Traveling around. Learning from them, teaching, uh, uh, learning from them, and, and, and really taking in what they were teaching. Being discipled by this person. And then they're gone. I mentioned camp earlier, and, and so I'm, I'm part of the staff. Andrew's part of the staff. Tiffany is part of the staff. Adi's part of the staff. And we all know how every year happens. So every year, when we start. Finding a location, that's the first step, is finding a location. And it's not easy, and y'all don't make it easy on us when you keep, you know, disobeying the rules. Hint, hint, stop breaking the rules. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the other campers, no de la Philadelphia. <laughs> but that's the first step. But then after that, because we're like, you know what, we can't plan a thing for camp unless we find a location. Because if we don't have a location, we don't have camp. So... We're looking for a location. We find a location. Okay, let's pray and start thinking about a theme. We come up with a theme. Uh, then we have to think about speakers, start calling speakers. Johnny has his years booked, so it was hard to book him for, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so we're, we're sitting there and we're stressing. And as the time goes by, it gets more hectic and more hectic and more hectic. We have meetings like once every three months, if three months. But then as it gets closer, we're having them much more frequently. There was one year where we had it almost every single night. And it gets hectic. And then the week of camp happens. And like that Saturday and Sunday as we're prepping for it, we're running all over, all around. Usually I hide out in my cabin and I take a nap while they all set up the, the chapel because... My first year, I get into the chapel and I see them pull out like seven, eight of those big tubs of cables. And I'm like, y'all got this. <laughs> I was like, I got to go to the bathroom and I never came back. <laughs> but we're, we're stressed. We're hectic. 
And then the week of camp happens the next Monday when, when we see that first Philly bus come up and y'all are piling in, checking in, and, and it's so hectic and crazy. But it's great. It's an amazing time. During the week of camp, we're sitting there, we're, we're like stressed out of our minds, but, you know, internally screaming. But, but it's such a blessed time. And then after camp, after we pack up everything into, back into the vans or into the whatever trucks, whatever trailers, whatever we're hauling all of our stuff, all of our equipment. And we pack up everything, we go home, and the following Monday, I wake up and I say, what now? Like, I've spent all this time planning something. What now? Or two years ago, Johnny can testify with this, when we had the youth convention. What did we start off? Like, having meetings maybe once a month, once every few months. It was rare. And then we started getting more frequent as it was getting closer. And then that weekend, the weekend of, of the youth convention, how stressful was that? <laughs> he went to the bathroom and never came back. It was a stressful weekend. It was a blessed weekend, but it was a stressful weekend. We were doing something. We had all this energy. And then, you know, the picnic happened and we felt a little better. But then Tuesday, woke up again and it was like, okay, what's next? Like, what do we do now? What is there left to do? And so I'm putting myself in the shoes of disciples as they spend all this time with Jesus. They didn't spend a year planning for camp. No, they spent three years, roughly three years with Jesus and like with him. And they've, they, they really, in, you know, kind of indulged themselves in the presence of Jesus. And, and then all of a sudden he disappears. He ascends into heaven and he's done. And imagine that moment when they're just sitting there like, like, what's next? Imagine the awkward silence, the, the, just the silence of that scene. Okay. Like, what do we do? And then you have the two men who, who are like, why are you looking? Why are you, why are you so consumed up there? What do they say? they say? They say, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. You see, Jesus comes on earth. He performs these miracles. He does all these things. He gets crucified, tortured, crucified, then buried, then he resurrects, then he sends into heaven. And he, in lack of a better term, but he, he kind of risks getting forgotten. Because think about all the conferences that you went to. Think about Winterfest. Winterfest was recent. Think about at the altar call, or maybe you didn't go to the altar call, maybe you did it from the seat. But think about all the promises that we have made at these past conferences. Think about all the times that we were like, God, I'm done with the past. I'm done with all of, all of my sin, all of the things that have been holding me back. I'm done with me, and it's all about you from now on. And then what happened? Monday came and you forgot your promise. We forgot Jesus. So many times we, 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 we get hyped up in this hecticness. We get hyped up in, 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 in our conferences, in our camps, or, or in the prayers, or even in a youth night. How many times did you repent on a Friday? How many times did we repent on a Friday? Do we go before God and we say, I'm done. 
And then we make the excuses like, well, you know, our services are not like camp. Or why can't, why can't we have that same energy from Winterfest? Why can't we have that same energy in our services? Well, I can tell you why. Because we forgot Jesus. We're not bringing Jesus into it. And so, so often in these moments as, as we're, we have this hype up moment, and then just like that we forget Jesus. We live like deists. Deists believe there is a God, but that he's gone, that, he's, that he doesn't care, that he doesn't intervene. We call ourselves Christian, but, but so often we live like deists. We become lukewarm in Revelation chapter 3, verse 15. Can we do Revelation chapter 3, verse 15? Still no. I got it. No worries. Revelation chapter 3, verse 15. This is, this is an intense Intense verse, read it. Listen here. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you are either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. <laughs> I thought we presented God as, as all loving and, and just sweet and kind. But then he says, I, I would spit you out of my mouth. Like, listen to this. Listen to this. This is the part that got me. It says, so because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold. Like, I would rather you be cold than lukewarm. I would rather you be cold than lukewarm. Because we're living like Deus. I believe in God. But he doesn't, he doesn't live with us anymore. We forget about Jesus. We forget about Jesus. But you see the Holy Spirit comes in and it makes us remember Christ through our lives. If we read Acts chapter 1. Going back to Acts chapter 1, verse 8, I told you, we'll go back to this. When it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So our responsibility is to keep Christ in us through service and living out the gospel through the power of the Holy Spirit. He says, you see, he says you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, and through this you will live out his will. So what does this mean? So a few years ago, or for a few years, I guess I can say, for a while, I was praying for, for God's will. Like, God, tell me what your will is. Tell me what your plan is. God, you know, show me your path. Or, or God, make me this. God, don't make me that. God, constantly praying for paths, praying for positions, praying for places, praying for, for, for all these things. And, and while these things can be a good thing, recently I've been praying for something else, something that I've noticed I've lacked. I started saying, God, like, give me an opportunity to pray with someone, not over someone with someone like give me an opportunity to to really love on someone to really care about someone 
You see, a lot of times we're praying for mission work. We're like, God, send me to the ends of the earth. But guess what? Right here, we need help. We're saying, God, send me to Africa. Send me to, 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 to Israel. Send me to Saudi Arabia. Send me to, to Kenya. Send me to all these other places. Send me to Brazil. Or I'm just tossing out countries. Send me all anywhere but here. But the best mission field is here, is home, is your community, is your church, your, 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 your school. How many times do we run into someone a day who, who are broken? How many times do we meet a person in one day that is broken, that is hurting, that is in pain? And how many of the, those times do we actually pray for these people? I was listening last week or earlier this week, I was listening to a, to, to a, a pair of YouTubers who, who they used to be Christian. And as they got, rose up, they actually deconstructed. They, they deconverted, they unconverted. I don't know the word for it. And they were talking about how uh, they were saying that a few years ago they, they went up to this, they went to this like YouTuber meetup and they saw a, a YouTuber, another famous YouTuber who was, who was homosexual. And, and he was like, you know, we, we approached him and he came and he gave us a big hug. And he's like, and I was terrified. He's like, I was terrified. Now I'm not saying... I'm not saying go and, and be best friends. I'm not saying, you know, we, we preached about this uh, a few months ago. But what I'm saying is how often do we encounter people with opposing views or opposing lifestyles and do we show them so much hate? How are we living out the gospel in that? How are we living out, how, how is the Holy Spirit living through us in that? Guys, we got to show love to to. To even the Trump haters, you know, we got to show love to the Democrats. <laughs> we got to show love to the Republicans. We got to show love to the left, to the right, to the middle. It doesn't matter the view. We got to live out the gospel. And so often, so often we're, we're put off by someone else's opposition, by, by an op opposing view. And I don't know, recently that's, that's been on my heart. It's like... I've been praying so much for, like, God, do this in me and send me here and do this. And, and I'm like, well, there's so much that needs help here. Lord, give me an opportunity to pray again with someone, not over, but with someone. We need to, to learn to, to live out the gospel, to live out his will, who Christ is. To live it out in our lives, in our daily lives. In the last part of, or in the uh, next part of the creed, it says that he is seated at the right hand of God. And to sit at the right hand is, is something of the highest honor. It's something so powerful. It's something... Something just amazing. And, and if we can read in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20. I'm not going to ask. It says that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated, at him, seated him 
at his right hand into heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the ones to come. You see, this is saying that he is ruler over all, and all power is under his sovereignty and permission. Like, do you realize that there is nobody in power? There is no one in power. There is no one in any position who can do it without God. He gives them permission. And when he is seated at the right, at, 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 at the right throne of God, when he is sitting at the right hand of God, what does that mean? That means that he is above all else. He is above all else on earth. And far, it says again, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. He's above it all. And if we can open up to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12. It says, but when Christ had, had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Verse 15, and, and the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us, for after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them. After those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. And then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. How beautiful is that? You see, we're saying in the creed, we're saying that we believe that he will come and, and he will judge the living and the dead. And as he's seated at the right hand of God, as he's seated at the right hand of God, he is there ready to render his judgment. But Jesus is playing a role here. He is our advocate. He is advocating for us. There's an old video, Johnny, you probably remember, Carman. <laughs> I have to bring it up. I mean, I, I remember it because you showed me. Uh, <laughs> it's this old singer I guess I don't I don't I didn't really live through him but <laughs> but it's this video of of a courtroom and, and every time I I think about Christ our advocate this is it's a cheesy cheesy video slash song but it's showing this courtroom and and as people are standing up you have uh I believe Carmen was dressed like a lawyer or something like that a judge and lawyer and <laughs> He played every role. <laughs> and he is sitting there and, and, and it's kind of showing a scene of, of how Christ is playing a role like, an, like a lawyer. And as we're brought up and, and the sins are listed of all our sins, Christ is covering us with his righteousness. I'd like us to stand up and if I can call the worship team up. As... As we're standing before the, before the judgment seat, and Christ is standing there advocating for us. As he's standing there advocating for us, 
ready to render the, the judgment. And what are the wages of sin? Death. And as he's sitting there and he's, and he's ready to, to render this judgment, but he's playing this, this role again. Where will you find yourself? He came on earth. He came on earth. Born of the Virgin Mary. In the most humblest places. He humbled himself. Then he performed these miracles. He walked and, and spread this good news. He said, my purpose is to spread the good news. Then he walked and carried our cross. He died for our sins, crucified. In a most gruesome way, in a most gruesome death, in a most gruesome sacrifice. And then he was buried. And after he was buried, three days later, he, he rose again. And when he rose again, he, he spent 40 days, 40 more days with us. And then he ascended to heaven. We believe that Christ ascended to heaven and he's seated at the right hand of God. He's seated at the right hand of God. And then he will come one day to judge the living and the dead. And our hope in Christ is that one day when we stand before the throne of God waiting for our judgment, Jesus will stand at his right hand, covering our sin with his righteousness, working as our advocate. Amen. When he's there, where will you find yourself? Have you remembered the gospel? Have you remembered Jesus? Have you remembered him? This is about life and death. Our hope is in Christ. Our hope is in the ascension. Let's go before God. We hope you enjoyed the message. Be sure to join us Fridays at 730. God bless.